Welcome to Enjoying the Journey. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my name's Rob. We've got a special guest today. He has become extremely special around here at Rise. His name is Parker. He became my personal assistant. He helped us launch the podcast. And now we need to cue the sad music because he leaves Friday for law school. And it's just not going to be the same around here. But we are so excited to have Parker on the podcast today sharing his story. He has been such a blessing. We know he'll be a blessing to you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Welcome to Enjoying the Journey. We have a very special guest with us today. For those of you that have heard Enjoying the Journey, you maybe have heard his name thrown around once in a while, Parker. He has been with us the last year, started out as an intern, has kind of developed into a, a lot more than just an intern here at Rise, and we're going to talk about that today. Today, Parker is our guest. I can't believe it. It's an honor to be on here, Rob. Yes. I've been waiting to say that for weeks. Every time I hear a guest come on, they're like, oh, I'm so, so honored to be on the podcast. That's what I feel like right now. I'm just honored to be a guest today. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> we, we're going to take you from behind the scenes and allow you uh, to be our guest. I haven't been this nervous in a long time. So, yeah, I know. this is exciting. I can't, I've I, got the I know our, our, our uh, listeners can't see you sweating profusely right now, but that's okay. Well, Rob, you know that. <laughs> I mean, Rob, every time we have a staff meeting, Rob has to call me out for bouncing my leg under the table, and that's what I'm doing right now. So just bear with us. I'm guys. so glad you got – we've got carpet in this room. Yeah, I know. So Otherwise, I, 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 I would be like, Parker, you got to stop. I get distracted <laughs> easy, and if I hear clicking, then I can't, I can't concentrate. So, Parker, so excited to have you on here, and we, we want to get right into it. We want to yeah. talk uh, about your story and also what your role here is at Rise. So for those that maybe just joined us on Enjoying the Journey, they've never heard of it, this is the first time listening, or they've been with us before, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here at Rise. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't want to just talk about my story, because we did, like, a Stories of Strength. I kind of want to talk about, like, our story a little bit, because I think that's been the coolest part of this last year and a half. So, all right, but set the stage first, because okay. if they didn't see Stories of Strength... Yeah, definitely. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, like Rob said, um, I've been... My name's Parker. I've been an intern slash assistant with Rob and Ellie here at Rise for about a year and a half now. Um, last March, when the COVID pandemic started to get really crazy... Uh, I was a student and just graduated this past May, but I was a student at the University of Iowa in my junior year. And when the COVID pandemic got crazy, college students had to be sent home after their spring break. And so that's what happened to me. All my classes got moved online and I ended up back here in Sheldon, Iowa, my hometown, love it to death, Woo -woo. but was like, oh man, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to handle just taking class from my basement and kitchen counter every day. Like I'm going to, I'm going to need something besides this. And I, I don't know. I'm a, I, I'm a person that functions better when I'm busy. I think I mm -hmm, like to have things mm -hmm. to do. Um, at the time I think I needed to take my mind off of a lot of other things anyway. So it was going to be better if I was out doing something. So just because I had a previous relationship with him a little bit and it fit a lot of the things that I care about personally. I reached out to Rob via email yeah. and asked, <laughs> a, like, and I said it very strangely at the time. I was like, uh, hi guys, I'm 
just reaching out. I said it very formally, I think. Yes, this is you the did. This is the casual version. But I reached out yes, to them about an office internship, about doing some like policy writing and paperwork and stuff yep. for them just because I knew I was going to apply for law school and stuff like that. And I just wanted to know if there was any way I could help them out. And Rob got back to me and was like, yeah, we'd love to have you in. So he and Ellie had me come in and talk to them, do a little bit of an interview, which I dressed up for. And then he proceeded to tell me not to dress up for work like that anymore. But <laughs> I mean, don't come in ripped up sweatpants and holy shirts. I don't but. think I've ever come in like that ever. You make fun of me for showing up in khakis about every other day. But um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I came in and interviewed about that. But on Rob and I's call over the phone, he brought up the fact that I mean, we talk about Rob and his story on here a lot. So one of the things I knew I was getting into is Rob said, Hey, just so you know, because it's something we need as an organization right now, one of your jobs besides being office help might be helping me out of the chair and whatever I need mm -hmm. out of his wheelchair and stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And was, yeah, very peppy. I don't think I would have told you if I was uncomfortable with it anyway, because I'm a people pleaser. So I'm just like, yep, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> so I don't know. We showed up, started doing some office work for you guys. Yeah. Um, really started after the first few weeks to dive more and more into the ministry aspect of mm -hmm. Rise Ministries. Learned very quickly that this is not an office job. We're in the business of loving people yeah. and so just loved getting to see over time examples of how Rob and Ellie are able to fly by the seat of their pants a little bit to help everybody around them and utilize the connections they have in this community. And that's been, yeah, a really great experience. So yeah, it's been a crazy year and a half. I, we're going to get into some more of it for sure, but that's kind of how I ended up here. My classes kept getting moved online for my fall semester and then my spring semester. So I was able to do all my school here from in the office which wasn't always easy, but we got her done. And uh, I graduated from the University of Iowa in May and am starting law school here uh, in the second week of August. Yeah. So unfortunately, I am sad to announce that my last day at the Rise Ministries office will be August 6th, which is crazy to say. But Yes, it is. And stop saying it out loud because we don't say it, <laughs> then know. it won't happen. I know. Oh, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, we definitely I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm sad. Well, no, we, we definitely are, are sad as well. Yeah, it's been a it's yeah. been a crazy journey over the last year. And for those of you that don't know Parker, when he sends an email, I get ready to sit down for a while because the email is pretty long. It's like reading a, a book. So when I got to the bottom of it, I brought it up to Ellie and I said, hey, there's this. And of course, I knew Parker from living in the community. I said, there's this kid that wants to, an office job and wants to write policies for us in Ellie looked at me and said, said no one ever, bring him right. in, bring him in. So we brought him in and he has evolved into so much more than just helping around the office. He, he has, uh, he's helped out a ton, a ton. And, and honestly, in the COVID year, somebody saying they wanted to help write policies and procedures was kind of a big deal. Well, yeah, right away. It actually was kind of cool because we needed to re rewrite the Rise Fest handbook a little bit. So it was kind of fun to it was really relevant for the stuff I was doing at school at the time. Actually, I got to rewrite some of that stuff, um, work with Arnold's park and a couple other amusement yeah. parks around the country with what they were doing with COVID policies and stuff, which was really interesting. Even though we didn't get to have stuff last year, it was kind of a fun thing to 
be able to show in a couple classes that I actually worked on something like that. Parker so. uses the word fun to show. I use the word, I'm so grateful you did it. Fun was not in my vocabulary yeah, when we yeah, were I guess that canceling wasn't fun at the time. Uh, that wasn't cool, but. events, but it was so neat to see him put it together and then be able to share it, it with, interesting for with sure. classes. And yeah, it, it was super cool. So Parker, they know that, uh, you came to us in an intern yeah. that you are a local, local guy here in Sheldon, grew up here, went to school here went off to college, came back because of the pandemic. True. But we haven't talked about your faith journey. Yeah. Let, let us in on that a little bit because there's more to the story yeah. than just coming home and, and uh, oh, definitely. interning. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd say my faith journey has been, I don't want to say like a roller coaster because I don't think that's necessarily true, but I don't think I quite – understood what it even meant to like have a faith journey until I think probably the last two or three years of my yeah. life. Uh, I'm a pastor's kid. So PK, PK, that's right. <laughs> so, so am I, so I can, yeah, relate. I know you are. So, yeah. I mean, grew up going to church with my dad every Sunday. Um, didn't always see it as something awesome that I wanted to do. I mean, there was my younger years. There's a lot of like reading comic books and stuff in the pews and stuff like that, not paying attention, got sucked into playing the drums at an early age. So really liked doing that for the music aspect, but I don't know. It, it just became one of those things. I think I took for granted a little bit, if that makes sense. We talked to sure. Jeff Mose a little bit and, See, I'm not even a pastor, so it seems funny to say this, but he but, talks. But, but tell who, our listeners yeah, who Pastor Jeff Mose Pastor is. Jeff Mose is the lead pastor at Sunnybrook right. in Sioux City, and he talks about sometimes the hardest thing to do as a pastor when you hear stuff over and over again is to keep the holy holy. And I think right. it was a little difficult for me at times to, I, I, don't, I don't know, to do that, to keep those things important in my sure. mind when I heard it so much around my dad's house or something like that. And then, I don't know, I, I think I also had a couple experiences early in my life. I, for those of you know, who know me, and I mean, we're doing this because I'm a little more of an open book at this point, thanks to Rob. But well, Yes, my, we're my, working on that, my, my parents are divorced, and I think a lot of you guys, if you don't know that, now you do. But I've got divorced parents and um, got divorced at a time when um, my dad was working in a church and divorce in a small town isn't easy and divorce in a small town church isn't easy. And I think sometimes that kind of shut me off of some of that stuff too. I didn't always have great experience with, I don't know, sure. church in general. Yep. So it was just one of those things that I went up and down with it. I dropped out of it, then had great experience with high school youth group mm. and loved that. Got really into it for a couple of years. My senior year just got really busy with a lot of other stuff and let a lot of other anxieties get in the way. I think mm. I'm uh, afraid of failure to a fault. I want to impress people to a fault. So I, I let a lot of worldly things get in the way, I think, and tell really it really started to hit the fan my freshman year of college mm -hmm. and i think all that really started to become visible to everybody else i mean for those of you who didn't see my story uh, story of strength video ended up running into a pretty serious eating disorder my fresh second half of my freshman year of college that really took over my life in a way that is hard to explain and talk about but 
something like that really makes it hard to focus on anything besides what you're eating, what your workout schedule is, and what my classes were. Those were my three things. I wanted to feel some sense of accomplishment because I was scared about what my school future was, what my job future was. I had gotten in with the campus ministry that was awesome, but then also had this eating disorder and had this double life where like, okay, I am, I'm hanging out with this campus ministry people, but at the same time, I'm, I've got this other addiction in this other half of my life. So it was really, really hard to balance those two things. And I think it, it's strange. I was able to grow in my faith a little bit during that time just because with an eating disorder, there's so much isolation that I was able to do a lot of reading on my okay. own. So I mm-hmm. did was able to do a lot of like personal Bible study and reading and things like that. And was able to cut a lot of other distractions out of my life also just because when you have an eating disorder there's no time for other distractions like that so when other kids are getting themselves into trouble and stuff like that I definitely was not just because I didn't really have time with it but I think an important part of Christianity and our faith is community as well and so there is nothing good or I don't know faithful about just isolating myself in my dorm room or wherever I or the weight room or anything like that. I mean, you're taking yourself away from helping others. You're taking yourself away from accepting the help of others. And yeah, just that can lead you in some pretty dark places and get you in some pretty depressed spots where I've been at. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's really, it's really hard to explain. So, I mean, Fast forward to then this March, kind of like we talked about, I was pushed home by COVID, was able to come home and start the recovery process with my family Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in Sheldon, which was hard at times, but we made happen. I came home at 130 pounds. I'm currently 170, getting to 170 plus pounds, which is awesome. Feeling way better. I think you put anything in front of me. I can pretty much do whatever you wouldn't it's all a lot of it's internal now I don't think you'd know I had an eating disorder or did have an eating disorder unless I talked to you about it right so which is great so I think my faith really started to I I was more and more confident of it even when I was getting home had started some counseling and stuff and had started doing some reaching out to people Mm. but really started to see it take over in a in a huge way when I came on staff with Rob and Ellie and got Mm. to talk about it on a daily basis and was pushed to be honest and open in a way that I hadn't not always been comfortable being I don't know I don't like making people uncomfortable I don't like being uncomfortable (laughs) myself so I don't know it's 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 been hard to bring those things up at times but I've learned a lot about I don't know where my value as a person truly lies where all of us truly have value and we just talked to John Gordon about that a little bit this past week who was a great interview great speaker and author we just had on the podcast but I mean there's an infinite love out there for us that we can't do anything to make it any less there's god has a love for us that is perfect and awesome and it's there for us to receive and i think and you have to receive it yeah and that's exactly right you've got to choose to receive it and i think starting to 
let myself see myself as valuable in that way was mm-hmm. really important to me. And then just getting to talk to people about stuff like this. I mean, it's okay not to be okay sometimes. Rob, oh, yeah. you, Rob shared with me a lot about how it's important to talk to stuff like this. Just because, I mean, when we did my Stories of Strength video, mm-hmm. just because your story's not, not, finished. not finished doesn't mean you can't tell, tell it. it. just doesn't exactly. mean it can't be told. I mean, everybody's walking through crap. Nobody's faith journey is linear and just goes better, 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 right. better heaven. That's right. not that's not how it works. So it's it's been fun to talk to a lot of different people through the podcast, through our different travels over mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 been quite a journey. I mean, one of my favorite parts about this job and I'm so glad it evolved into what it has been, is I think about a year ago would have been the first time that Rob and I really started doing some traveling Mm -hmm, together mm -hmm. and my job evolved just from being an office assistant to being somebody who rob trusted to be with him relies on daily all the time oh how scary is that all the time (laughs) and i think that's one of the largest honors i've had to my life in my life to this point is being trusted by rob and charla and his family and it's something I take very seriously. But Rob always talks about his faith journey, um, Sharla showing him a love that showed him kind of what God's love was like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to be able to experience a little bit of that firsthand and to see somebody like truly care about your well-being and put you under their wing is a really, really important thing to feel valued like that. And just to give you a glimpse of what some of that selfless love is like is is really important so i I don't know i gotta attribute all this to the people around me i really do well and it's because god fills us up yep right i mean we we these are lessons parker's half my age and so parker you know i got 20 years on you or give or take not quite but hey now and that's the end of the interview with parker (laughs) all of a sudden his microphone went out no i'm just kidding but yeah it's it's you know, obviously time gives you experience and things that I try to challenge you with or push you with are things that I've had to walk through. I don't know if there's anybody that likes being vulnerable, right? I, I, I don't know if they do, but it seems, you know, the, the, the old idea was, you know, if we don't talk about it, we sweep it under the rug, it goes away. Well, that's just not true. Right. We, we understand that we wake up to it every day and it can still smack us in the face so the idea is if we can talk about it we can process it and you brought this up and this is a lesson i really really hope you have learned over the last year don't take yourself so seriously i'm trying (laughs) and that's why i love teasing you and most days you make me laugh uncontrollably (laughs) yeah and i'm not always trying to be funny either (laughs) that's that's the funniest part about it (laughs) like this morning yeah oh yeah um, I rely on Parker heavily. Oh yeah, very heavily. And uh, I got to the office, and Parker usually meets me, and then helps helps me walk <laughs> every in, day, every day. Get into the office, bring my computer in, coffee, etc. Oh, I was man. on the phone, so I realized, all right, I've got some time to chat. So I'm on the phone in the parking lot. I'm like, wow, it's a little bit later. I've been in the car on the phone for about 20 minutes now. Now it's about a half hour. Where is Parker? Then I get concerned. Like, did something happen to him? So we call him. 
hello? I said, Parker, are you sleeping? No. I said, yes, you are. I can't believe we yes, you this up. are. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, Rob. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm just glad you're okay, man. It's fine. So, so you overslept. It's oh, all good. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. In, I'll be there in two minutes. I'm like, uh, first of all, brush your teeth, put deodorant on, and then come. So two minutes might be a little fast because you got to drive across town. My favorite when you got here, because the rest of us were oh, in yeah. the office just already. Just here waiting for me. Just, just waiting and. and uh, Jarrett was there and, and Ellie and Ellie goes, did you sleep well, Parker? <laughs> and then you're like, no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, so if you can't tell, we like to have a whole lot of fun. We do laugh, but we also get to talk about things that, yeah, make us vulnerable, things that challenge us, the ideas of whether it's an eating disorder, or it's a progressive muscle disease. It's things we wake up to every day. Mm-hmm. And there's days where it hits pretty hard and you've got to wrestle through it. So it's nice to have people around you that you can chat with yeah. that can push you and can also remind you don't just don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. You want to impress people, but yeah, at the end of the day, be Parker. I appreciate that, Rob. Thanks. Yeah. Be Parker. Parker is a servant. He is a good kid. Uh, we need to work on his practical uh, logic, but oh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> book smart rob oh you are awesome you are awesome we have so much fun and learn <laughs> learn so so much As, another quick story from this morning oh good here we go i asked parker to uh check one of the wheels on my wheelchair i said could you check the right side he points to the left side and goes this one or this one and i went parker well I asked the right time. <laughs> I could have at least checked the the right the correct tire. But, oh man! I mean, yeah. One thing Rob learned about me pretty quick is. Oh, I love it. Just because I mean I don't grow up in a, a farming family or a construction <laughs> family or anything like that, so I showed up a little fresh when it came to my use of tools and stuff and farm equipment and stuff like that, which is a, a big part of what Rob loves to do out on yes. the Rise Fest grounds. Yes. It's how he gets his like farmer kicks a little bit yes. so I, yeah i know yes. i love it i love it and i one of my favorite things has been getting to be out there more this year prepping for rise fest and other things i've had a great time but it has been just a little bit funny and embarrassing at time to like out of the corner of my eye watch rob watch me figure out how to, <laughs> how to, how to do some of this stuff so i guess i would say like to explain it quickly my role at rise it, what i pride myself on is just saying yes i'm just very excited to do whatever i can even if i'm not really good at it at first and we work through that from time to time because parker he did allude to this earlier uh, a people pleaser to a fault so at times even though we absolutely love that attitude sometimes we got to take a step back and be like are you are you sure are you sure you can handle this or this particular project task whatever it is and and working through that Mm -hmm. you know that's all part of the journey as well is understanding yes you don't want to let anybody down but at the same time if if it's not a good fit if it doesn't work that it is okay to say no yep we're all learning how to delegate right now i think and it's tough delegation's tough and and it's nobody well maybe some people do but a lot of people don't like to let people down so you try to do do things that maybe we're not the best task at and i and i know this is what i appreciate appreciate about you guys as well you and and our team is, I like to do things. Well, physically, that's kind of a pain in the rear end. And it creates more work than it 
stop shaking your head yes. (laughs) 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 And, uh, but you're always like, all right, I'll help. I'll let you do this or Mm -hmm. I'll let you do that. Yeah, it takes a little bit more work, but we're going to do it. And that's a beautiful thing. And at times I need to then take a step back and go, you know what? You're right. It is going to be a bigger pain. Let's just have somebody else do it or whatever else. And so it's not just a one-way street where Parker's learning a ton of lessons. I'm learning uh, lessons through him as well. And so with that, Parker, what do you think God is teaching you right now? This last year, it's been a big year. It's been a fun year. It's been a challenging year. Uh, You've been with us now for over a year. You evolved from an office staff to you introduce yourself as uh, my personal assistant, and it's so true. What's God teaching you through all of this? Oh, man, that's hard because I've been learning a lot, and sometimes it's hard to just, like, single those lessons out. <laughs> right. But I think one of the words that keeps coming up recently, I think trust has mm. been a big word for us recently and even right at the beginning. And I think it's been it stood out to me because it's often one of the hardest parts of my faith to wrestle with is the trust part. Um, it, I don't know. I, I don't like not having control of situations, if that makes sense. Um, uh, I understand completely. Yeah, Rob knows exactly what I'm talking about, and a lot of everybody listening does exactly the same way. I don't like, I don't know, yeah, not having complete control of my own situation. And when people on the podcast just talk about, I don't know, praying and trusting that like everything will work itself out. I'm like, yes, it will. But man, that's hard to do sometimes. It is. So I, I, I think I've been learning that a lot recently. I, John Gordon last week said, oh, goodness gracious, how did he word it? So when we talked to John Gordon last week, one of the things he said was that oftentimes we as Christians – say, okay, God, show me and I'll trust you. And John pointed out that the way we need to approach that is we need to say, okay, I trust yeah, you. I trust you. And then you'll show me like yep. that. Is I trust what you I God. Work on. Yeah. Now show me. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is tough, Rob. I'm I, working on it right now. I can't do it I, often. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with, you know, how John started that with his, uh, I'll trust you after you show me. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm learning things like that. I'm constantly learning things about how vulnerability helps make everything with the people around you more real. Well, and I think you bring up a good thing. See, trust isn't easy. No. We, we talk about trust a lot, right? And I'm glad that that's where God's bringing you. Trust is a, is a huge thing. You, you left your senior year, mm-hmm. came back to your hometown. Mm-hmm with an eating disorder, and for the last 12 months, you've had to trust the process. You've had to trust that he brought you back to the right location. You've had to trust that it would work out. You you had to trust that coming to Rise and being a part of our team was going to be a good move for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust is all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, tr- just trusting that my success or I don't know that's a that's a funny like almost narcissistic way to view it but I think often for years since high school I've been focused on like what does success look like in the traditional sense right and so I'm constantly learning like we talked about earlier a little bit that my value 
lies not in maybe, whoa, look at this awesome law school graduate. He's got some incredible degree or job he just landed or something like Mm -hmm. that. I think I've been the most valuable I've ever been in my entire life right here. And I could echo that. And I've been able to have an impact here that means more to me and the people around me than I've ever had before. And it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with what my grades are. And that's nope. been really interesting. Or your income level. Yeah, or my income level. Or how you dress. Yeah. Or how I dress. Exactly. All those things. <laughs> all, all those things. All those things. All those things. It's, I've, I've learned not to, yeah, measure success, I guess, traditionally. But it's tough. And, and the idea that we won't wrestle with that again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I, definitely. I, I, I'm about I, I, to go. I'm about to go right. somewhere where, where they accepted what 115 kids out of how many right. tens of thousand kids, and now they're going to make me fight to be in like the top ten or whatever. Exactly. So it's going to be hard not to do that. But so the beautiful thing about it is, you just set it up perfectly. You're one of 115 out of thousands, and you have to remember all the lessons that you've learned over the last year, and that is where is my value. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't want to strive, not that I don't want to be one of the best students out of the 115, Mm -hmm. not that I don't, but it's okay, God, I have those goals. I want to achieve some of those goals, but I don't want to lose myself in the process. No, I want to remember what you taught me. I want to remember who I am that when the pressure comes, because it will, life always comes with pressure. And I think... And you ask, we ask a lot of guests this, and I think, not to bring them behind the curtain, but I think I even saw this question coming up. So you're asking yourself the question I'm asking I was going to ask you next. What am I most excited about, Rob? Well, that was one. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. If that's where you want to, yeah, let's do that. So let me interview myself for a second. So I'll just sit back. Okay, cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think one of the most excited things, I think... I've learned that I've been nervous for experiences like this a lot in the past. I've been nervous for things like law school. And I think I'm getting to the point where I'm way, way, way more excited for that, but for different reasons, because I think I can handle it better now than I ever would have been able to handle it before. I've got people around me that I can talk to about stuff that'll help me handle it more. But I think I've got a different, a different view of how this might turn out in the future or, or a different view of, I don't know, what I can do with this experience at law school, I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to use it for different things than I ever would have before, which is really exciting. Very. It's, it's turned into, again, like a more narcissistic view of law school to, uh, okay, now what can I do to best put me in the position to help the people around me? Mm. And I truly want the reason I'm leaving and I am guilt ridden about it daily, but the reason I'm leaving is because I think I'm in a position where I can help the people I care about here at rise here in Sheldon. And I don't know the people we've met throughout Mm -hmm. our work. I think I'm, I can put myself in a position to help them more than if I was not to go to school. And that's why I'm going to school. And I'm really excited about that. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited about is hopefully using that experience and bringing the things I've learned with me this year Mm -hmm. to then give back to the communities that I've learned so much from in the past year. That's what I'm excited about. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you uh, the next question, 
and that is we like to ask all of our guests if you could have anybody with you on this journey right now yeah who would it be you know that's a great question rob and didn't know you were gonna ask that question just kidding um I was trying to be funny. Laugh <laughs> There's going to be a really awkward silence that I'm not going to take out right there because I was trying to get a laugh. Didn't. Thought he was going to throw me a bone. Nothing. Oh, um, this is why oh, he just makes me laugh on a daily oh, basis. Man. So I'd, I've got a couple different answers, I think. I'm going to ask for one. I've got one answer to this question. This, there you go. I think, and we had. I wanted to be the first person to say this. Somebody already did? Yeah, I think somebody already did. Okay. But... I think the person that I would most like to have with me on my journey or that I needed to have with me on my journey at this point was probably Rob Roseboom. And that's why this has been really cool. <laughs> Nobody has said that yet. I'm pretty sure somebody said that. Maybe no. not. Okay. Well, that's who it is for me. Really? Yeah. I'm dead serious. Um, you're like, okay, I'm not going to try to not start crying in the club right yeah, here. Yeah, please, please don't cry. But... <laughs> I'm just, you I gotta mean, cry. I'll, I'll holler for Kleenexes. Rob is a really self-deprecating person if you don't know him personally. So nothing he does in his own eyes is quite, he doesn't think it's as good as it actually is. And it's all awesome. But Not true, but thank you, Parker. Rob is the greatest friend and role model and extra parent that I ever could have asked for in this situation and is the reason that I am able to come out of this any better than when I came here. And being with Rob and Ellie and these people at Rise Ministries truly is the reason that I have a better faith right now is because mm-hmm. I've been able to like see like firsthand what God can do when you turn your life over a little bit, and it's mm-hmm. bring these people into my life. So... If, if I could have a person in my life, it would be Rob Roseboom, and I'm so thankful that he is because now I don't know what I would do without them. So they're going to be in my life for the rest of my life. I'm going to make sure that, and yeah. I, yeah, it's hard to explain, guys. Well, wow, you get really you get, cool. you get really close to somebody when you get to spend a lot of time in the bathroom together. So. <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> Thanks, Parker. We don't spend that much time, but yes, Parker does help <laughs> me stand up so I can go to the bathroom as well. So yeah, we end up in plenty of interesting situations. And you're right, you do get very close. And maybe that's the part that people don't fully understand and that's why you can laugh. That's why you can talk about things. That's why I can sit across the table and ask you hard questions. We can talk about your eating disorder. You, mm-hmm. you tried to blow me off the first few times we brought it up. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, we're, yep. we're going to go down this road because until we talk about it, I'm not sure we can move mm-hmm. into a new direction. Yep. But at the same time, it's not just me asking you. You're looking at me. And going, oh, well, he needs help out of the chair. Oh, he needs help to get walked to the bathroom. Oh, he needs help to stand up. Oh, he needs help to get to the urinal or whatever else and, and roll over in bed at night, which, uh, by the way, we got to work on that technique because you pinched me pretty hard that one time. That was my bad. I no. still feel bad about that. <laughs> um, you know, he's got to stop in the hotel room, make sure I, I, I roll. It, it, until you're caring for somebody, and it, it, it's an interesting 
dynamic. It's an interesting place probably to give, but it's a very interesting place to receive that it is, uh, it's special when the bond happens. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. Yep. And we have been blessed having you on the journey with us this last year uh, as well. And, you know, it's funny when somebody comes into your life, you just have no idea where it's going to go. Just zero idea. And God has just been doing amazing things in you. So, yeah, we're super excited for you. We're super excited about what he's doing. We're super excited about how you're uh, a wonderful personality that says yes. And usually when I ask or yell for him in the office because I need something, he comes bouncing in, running. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to replace that. <laughs> that is just uh, crazy. So it has been an incredible journey over the last year, I believe, for, for both of us. And, you know, we just so appreciate you being open, vulnerable, sharing your story. Heck yeah. We're excited about the journey that comes next. But as we wrap up today, what's maybe one or two takeaways you, you want to give our listeners? Oh, man. I'd just say, I mean, we touched on it a little bit earlier. I'd just say we've talked about, I think, Part of my my faith has grown so much just because I've understood so much more of what the love aspect of what it means to be loved by people and what it means to be a part of a community again in the last year or so. Um, and so I'd just say that openness is so important and, mm. I don't know, letting the people around you um, give you their gifts, using your gifts for the people around you, being a part of a community is just so important. So I think just finding people around you that you can be open with and that you can have just like a really good back and forth relationship is so important. And like Rob and I have talked about that just you get to see a little bit of just a tiny bit of the love of God when you get that back and forth relationship with people that you're not looking for anything out of it personally. You're not in it because you think you're going to get praise or anything. Mm. You genuinely just care for each other. And I think yep. that's so important. So I just say that, yeah, just find people around you. You can care for that care for you and just, yeah, know that like we, like we talked about a little bit earlier that you're loved so much by so many people and that there is a love from God there that you can't do anything to lessen. It's just there for you to receive. And yeah, we're all cheering for you to do it. So yeah. Amen. Amen. Parker, thanks so much for being on, enjoying the journey today. Coming from behind uh, the scenes I and tell joining you, I'm, the microphone. I'm, I'm still got a little bit of butterflies. I can't believe it. It's kind of funny. I made it through the entire podcast without telling a joke, so that's pretty good. Yeah, and we're going to stop there. All so right. Thank you. Signing <laughs> off. Signing off. <laughs>